Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Across the Board podcast. I am your host, Johnny Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Cleveland Spider. That's Spider with a Y, S P Y D E R. And with me, as always, is my co host, Chandler Adams. You can find him on Twitter at Chandler Adams with two S's on the end. Chandler, how the heck are you, buddy? I'm pointing to my record right now. For those watching, point, so for those watching, pointing to my record. So you're doing well. Uh, not doing as well as I was to start the year. Um, luckily, John is, quotation marks, catching up with me. Uh, obviously, we both want to succeed. It's a competition, but it's also like we're doing this to make you guys. Like we're doing this as a team, so it's nice when we're both doing well. Um, yeah. John, John's one game behind me right now. He, yep. <laughs> he should be tied with me, John. Actually, let him let him know why you're not tied with me. Well, <laughs> I know you wanted to drop the f bomb early this episode. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into the recap in a second, but like, yeah, I just, uh, I had the, my last play, my third play from week six was the Dallas money line, just taking the Cowboys to win that game, and I have just. I mean, that fucking team and Andy Dalton and just Zeke putting the ball on the ground. Just here, have the ball. Never, like, he never fumbled in his life in college and, you know, rarely fumbles in the NFL and he just gives it up twice, you know, early on. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Gallup dropped a touchdown at the end of the first half. Just dropped it. Hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm a wide receiver. Oh, okay. Do you catch things for a living? I Sometimes. Not always. John, you know, this is what I was thinking. This is how I was thinking. After that drop, this is how I thought of you. And for the oh, you're down there. Sorry, I, can't see I showed that. the yep. camera. For those of you listening, it's just Joey saying hi. Oh, that's doing? a friend's. Uh, yeah, it's got the frame yeah. on the. I knew. Book. That's awesome. John was freaking out after that drop because he had just texted me. Good chance to go three and zero on the week. He's pumped, and I honestly thought like, Psh. yeah, Cowboys are gonna, Cowboys are gonna take this one. I mean, Kyler <laughs> Murray looked like crap in the first half. Like they had, Kyler Murray looked there. like crap the whole game. It was there until he started running the ball, which you knew was going to happen anyways. But my God, like you, they have every, they had every chance in the world to hang in that game, and they just—it was unbelievable. I know the Cowboys' defense is shit. I get it. Okay, we all do. Like we've seen it. Everybody scored a thousand points against that team, but like, I, I just—I didn't think they'd be a, a, a high school team on offense. That no. was just beyond it's, horrible. It's very impressive that Kyler Murray completed, I think, like nine passes. Yeah. And they beat yep. them 38, but 38 yep. to 10. Obviously, that run by Kenyon Drake at the end. But like, oh, just... that only cost me two fantasy matchups, by the way. Only two. So, on one play where they should be kneeling down anyways, or ch- why isn't Chase Edmonds in? Like, First um, of all, just, you, and all these, you and all these fantasy football people that are in more than one league just hurt my head. I don't understand that. That's, wow. Okay. I we'll know. be gentler with your head from now I on. I don't know. Like fantasy football, if I get into that, I just I much prefer watching and like rooting for a specific team. In fantasy football, dynasty leagues, I understand that. I'm in a dynasty baseball league, and that helps because it helps yeah. me stay involved in the MLB season because it's the most boring. It's by far the most boring of the three major sports. I mean, baseball. Yeah, it's tough. Freaking to get. snooze fest for 162 games, trying to keep track of all 30 teams. Like, just miserable. But the dynasty nice. league helps. Yep, absolutely. Sure. So, but yeah. All right, well, let's... Uh, what's you want to tell them about let's, our new format? Let's get things going. Yeah, in just a second when we get to that point. So, um, real quick, sponsors, as always, we're sponsored by uh, two companies, Bovada 
So uh, we'll get there. We'll get there, buddy. Don't worry about it. I got a plan. So just okay. you know, settle down. Take a sip of your uh, whiny, whatever's in your whiny cup there. So, um, but yeah, Bovada. So you can go to our website, atbsports.net, and click on the link. Uh, you, it's a 50% deposit bonus. So if it's your first time depositing with Bovada, uh, and you deposit, you know, whatever you put in $200, you get a $50 deposit bonus. So they'll give you a free hundred dollars that you can use to bet on games, uh, you know, sides and totals, college, NFL, whatever you want, obviously in, you know, basketball and baseball, everything else. So, but, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, you can, you know, uh, follow our recommendations and, you know, we've been very good this year. We'll go through our record and everything in just a moment, but, uh, yeah, that's Bovada. And then our second sponsor is the Hawaii Coffee Company. Uh, again, on our website, you can go there, click on the link. Uh, your first order, you'll get a 10% discount on delicious, delicious coffee. So uh, give them uh, give them a look. Go check them out. It helps, uh, us, it helps us out. It helps you out. It's a uh, truly a win-win situation. So absolutely. Um, okay, let's recap week six real fast so we can get up to date with our records and everything like that. Um, so we've got uh, – all right, so week six. Chandler, you were one and two. Uh, you had Green Bay minus one, uh, minus 105 at Tampa Bay. Good they, job by me. Read just, that play beautifully. I mean, they were Few up points. 10 nothing. Let's not forget. They were up 10 nothing. And then the pick six happened, and then the second interception, and it was just all – I mean, 38 – it was 38 unanswered points. So – that's amazing, but yeah, when I mean, just Lafleur said that they practiced like dog crap the week prior. I'm like, thanks, thank you. Yeah, that would have been good news. Saturday, okay, thank Sunday you. morning, information Whatever. that would have been helpful yesterday. Um, uh, you lose some. You had Tennessee minus three and a half, minus one ten against Houston. One of the funnest games uh, of the year, easily for sure. That was Houston up big. Tennessee came back, tied it up, went to overtime. Houston or Tennessee got the ball and. Of course, Henry just drove right down. Won me my yep. only play of the week. And, uh, right, I mean, by himself, 200, over 200 yards rushing, and the rece- I think he had like 50 or 60 receiving yards too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the only way, because that game goes to overtime, and if Tennessee kicks a field goal there, you know, you lose by a half point, no matter almost no matter what Houston does, you know, unless, I mean, they have to, um, yeah, no, I mean, that's the, the only way you could win is on a touchdown, you know, in the f- hopefully the first possession, but when yeah, they got down amazing. to like the 20 instantly and anymore in today's league. Like luckily that you, if you score a field goal now, like five years back, had they gotten to the 20 inside the 20, you right, take a kneel, take a knee yep. right in the middle of the field, field goal. Luckily the rules have changed. They still need to fix the overtime rule, but you know, yeah, I don't know why they shortened it too. We just play like, I know they're trying to get through games, but like these, some of these games are ended up ties because it's only ten minutes, like for that quarter, the fifth quarter or whatever. So yeah. it's bizarre. Like there needs to be more time for that too. So I don't, I don't know. But anyways, um, and then your third play was a two-team teaser uh, where you had you took Cleveland up to plus nine and a half at Pittsburgh. Uh, they lost obviously thirty-eight to seven. And then the second play in that teaser was Miami minus three and a half which they obviously won 24 nothing. So, um, yeah, just, you know, the Browns, obviously, that was, you know, I mean, we, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure most of our fans, or Browns fans, obviously, you all watched that game. That was not a lot we'll of fun. We'll be hearing but... about them later on the show. Don't worry. Absolutely. Well, that's good news. Um, 
And then I was two and one last week. Uh, I had Pittsburgh minus three and a half uh, against Cleveland. Obviously, they won, covered um, San Francisco plus three, minus 105 against the Rams on Sunday Night Football. Um, that was great. They obviously they won outright 24 to 16. Um, you know, lucky guess. that's yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, one of my buddies, Liam, who's watching. So, hey, Liam, how's it going? Um, so he's a San Francisco fan and, you know, we were, he's from the Bay area. We were, um, texting that day and he was like, I know something about, you know, my Niners tonight or blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, look, they're going to win that game. So don't worry about it. And he's like, are you sure? You know, the Rams. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm telling you, they're going to win that game. So, you know, like that, you know, reading the, you know, the whole point of this is to like, read this correctly, you know, take whatever information is available, try to read it as correctly as we can, and then apply that to, you know, our picks and hopefully be right. And so the San Francisco play, you know, that felt so good, you know, getting that right, right from the rip. I was like, okay, they're going to win this game. Like they look so much better. The Rams can't move the ball. Like they're in a lot of trouble here. So, and then like I had was the Dallas money line. And it's just the, like the biggest dick punch Ever after that, San Francisco, you know, getting it right, like this is crazy. So, you, um, this uh, book that I'm reading is called Thinking and Bets. It's uh, by Annie Duke. She's a like professional poker player. Um, it's it's basically just about like decisions and how humans are weird. Like we, um, we basically grade all our decisions like based on the outcome, solely based on the outcome, right? So, you know, if your process leading up to something was good or bad. It doesn't matter if if the end result was bad. We just think, oh, that was a bad decision. When in reality, it might have been a fine decision. You just got unlucky or things didn't go your way or whatever. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, there, anything can happen. Things can happen. But like and then in, in that book, she talks about how and this is so true. It's unbelievable. She talks about how losing feels twice as bad as like winning feels good. You know, so. If you can imagine, like, if you, you know, winning, like, picking San Francisco plus three in that game felt like 100 good, right? Losing the Dallas game felt like 200 bad. Like, it was just like, you know, like, the word, like, the, the season's over. Like, it was, it's one loss in a week where I went two and one, but it felt like an 0 and three week almost. It was just so terrible. I, I could not believe how off I was on that game. So, just so, so frustrating, but... Whatever. Anyways, two in one week. I mean, it's, I guess you'll take it all the time. But like I said, it just felt, you know, heading into the night could have been three and oh, you know, could have tied you on the year for records. And, you know, it was just frustrating. But um, at any rate, so overall, you are still in the lead by one game, which uh, is obviously very impressive. Ass. You are. And that's the reaction we were all hoping for. Absolutely. So um, you are 11 and seven on the year. Um, and I am just a game behind you at 10 and eight now. So yeah, that Dallas game cost me a tie. We could have both been 11 and seven, which would have been nice. So we're still at 60% combined, which is fantastic. Um, you know, just really, really good year. So good things to start out with. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, so having said that, uh, this week's card, I, I found a lot of value in this week's card. Like there were a ton of, I really had a tough time kind of like, I don't know, just paring things down. Um, there are four or five plays that I could really, you know, end up going with here. So, um, but yeah, so as Chandler alluded to before, we're going to change the format up slightly. This is, uh, we probably should have been doing this from the start, but either way, we're going to do it from now on. 
So whoever has the better record on the year, uh, and that's in this case, obviously, it's Chandler. Um, so we'll, we're going to draft our picks uh, on the show, you know, live every single time uh, from here on out. So basically, Chandler has the better record, so he's going to um, pick his first pick first. And the idea is, you know, that we can't have the same pick. So, you know, if we both like one side of a game and he picks it first because it's his turn, you know, I can't use that pick. So I've got to pivot to something else. Uh, and then we'll just go back and forth like a regular draft. So his turn, my turn until we, you know, get through uh, all six of our week seven plays. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to do a little draft uh, each week. Um, previously, we were kind of like texting each other our plays saying, hey, I'm kind of liking this one. What do you think? And I, OK, yeah, I also like that one. So instead, I'll pick, you know, something else. So, um so, yeah, now we're just going to, you know, we'll draft our plays and just take turns and uh, we can't have the same plays. So that'll be fun. Um, the other thing that you said earlier, which is so true, like it's weird being like it's a competition. And obviously, like, I'm, you know, we're trying to beat each other. But like, really, w w what I want is for us to go two and one each week or more, you know, or better, like have one of us hit three and oh and one be two and one or, you know, and I don't care who it is, because obviously the combined record is, you know, kind of what so it's just weird to have a competition where we're trying to beat each other but we're i'm also rooting for yeah, you every week too you know yeah. what i mean so it's so bizarre but um but yeah so uh with all that being out of the way uh let's get into this week seven uh slate here so chandler you are again better overall with the uh overall record on the year so you get to select first yeah so what is your first week seven play i would just like to give a second to thank luck because luck is a beautiful thing, Ooh. which is obviously sure. why I'm drafting ahead of John. Um, uh, I will say this. Any knowledge I have of sports betting has come from John. And actually, later on when I get my teaser, I'm going to explain to you why I did one of the plays. Because John just thoroughly explained to me basically how you attack a teaser. And I kind of knew, didn't really know, didn't know this. And... Um, because, like, if you're the first time watching, this is my second NFL season ever even, like, trying this. And last season, it wasn't until, like, halfway through that I even started looking at lines. I was just being the host of the show, so. That's um, even more impressive now. It's fun. I mean, it's so I, fun. I totally forgot that. I forgot that you were just getting into it last year. Yeah, so this is, like, year 1.5 right now for yeah. you. <laughs> and you're this good at it. It's so much so. fun. Um, That's awesome. But Oh, and thank you for the kind words, too, yeah, by the way. I appreciate no that. Problem. Thank you. I hate giving you compliments, but sometimes you have to. My first play is one that I know John's not going to have. Um, it's okay. Cleveland minus three at Cincinnati. Um, I wanted to take Cleveland and Cincy over 50, 50 and a half points. However, Mixon is questionable, and he didn't practice Wednesday. I honestly don't know if he practiced today or not. I could probably check James Rapp in Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he did. Okay, so if Mixon doesn't play, I don't see any way. I do see a way that it goes over 50 and a half points, obviously. But if Mixon plays, I think I that to me, that's like a, okay, they each got to score like 26 points. That seems pretty easy. However, either way this game plays out, Mixon or not, Cleveland minus three, like, I, this should be one of the most bet lines of the week. And obviously, last year hurt everyone in betting for the Browns. And honestly, the past two years, the Browns have been terrible against the spread. But, like, the Browns just, the Browns have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Last week, 
Mm-hmm. They played poorly. Obviously, the Steelers are great at creating pressure. But it's not just be, it's and you can't just look at our O line and be like, oh, they allow this many sacks or this much pressure rate. Like, the, it's very little that the Steelers bring four guys. Like they're bringing five, six, seven guys majority of the time. Like they were one of the highest blitzing teams in the NFL, just like they were last. The year. The highest. Okay, so they're the highest now. They were they're last at 60%. year. Sixty percent. Their pressure rate is sixty percent. Miami's second at forty nine percent. They are way, way ahead of everybody. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so yeah, you're the right. The Steelers do a great job of disguising. They do a great job of messing with young quarterbacks' minds, just like Baker Mayfield. Now you're coming to Cincinnati, who Zach Taylor has now pissed off. Um, hu- um, not Hubbard. Hubbard, sir. Hubbard yeah, Reader are out. You pissed off yep. one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. You pissed off Carlos Dunlap, who's not playing. So now this defensive line legitimately has nobody. Nobody of value on that line. And they were already the second worst team at creating pressure. So now you can basically chalk up and William Jackson is out with a concussion right now. Doubtful he plays with how concussion protocols wow. go. So there's okay, no reason the that. Browns shouldn't put up 35 points plus. I mean, that's a very modest, like, if the Browns play, they're going to want to get Baker. Like, we think that these NFL teams, these professional athletes, don't listen to the noise. They hear the noise. J.C. Treader, you know, said it sucks how this team is being viewed. And Baker said this is – it's weird how 4-2 and two feels like 0-6. Stefanski's right. very level-headed, but at the same time, like he needs his quarterback to be confident. He's he's seeing he obviously sees this as an opportunity for Baker to get three, four touchdowns, uh, which I mean, the, I truthfully, as a Browns fan, I don't remember the last time I watched a game and thought Baker played well. Like just because last year messed him up, and I say this all the time on Twitter, I'm not hating on Baker. I do not blame him at all. I think he is a product of the system, just like Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold's a hell of a good quarterback. Probably never amount to anything now. We got to stop blaming it on the players all the time and look at the organization and all the factors there. Um, and th- but the, anyway, they're second worst at creating pressure. Now they're going to be the worst at creating pressure. This Browns offensive line wants to show that they are good again. And Baker seventh in the league in touchdown percentages on throws with a clean pocket. I mean, it's, it's everything's just oh, and they can't stop the run. And you have Kareem Hunt, a top eight running back in the NFL. Um, and Dearness Johnson yep. is one of the best elusive running backs in the NFL right now. He looks good. He's, he looks good. He's, him and Kareem Hunt are in the top five for elusiveness, um, according to PFF. So, I mean, just a lot of factors that, makes sense. that say the Browns are going to come out and play hard. And, like, yep. you just – also, you know they're preparing for this game. Like, here's the deal. We have six division games. There's a very good chance. This is our last chance to win a division game, so we got to get it when we can. Like, you, you're – Steelers yeah. and Ravens are good. Two of the Yep. I think the Steelers are not one of the top five teams in the NFL. Record obviously indicates they are, but they haven't really played a very good schedule. And I'm including the Browns in that. The Browns haven't played very good this year. Sure. Um but yeah, that's a long story short. Cleveland minus three at Cincinnati. Okay. Um that uh yeah. That number is not going to stay, folks. So if you are uh, betting, that you need to grab this now. I'm assuming like it'll be a four and a half or five soon. I, I yeah, I mean, I think it'll definitely get to four. Um, I, I actually, if once it's past three, yeah, there's really no reason to not steam it. Like everybody's going to come in and bet this. It really should. I don't know why it's this low, to be honest with you, because it opened at four. So I don't know who came in and was like, yeah, let me take Cincinnati. You know, a team that, you know, I mean. Like Burrow will be good eventually, but like they're throwing, 
you know, he has like one of the lowest average uh, depth of targets. And in, in, in fact, it might be the lowest, like of all the 34, yeah. you know, graded good. starters. He looks whatever. good, but also he's not he's having, killed. yeah, I mean, obviously factors are playing a part, but he's not having like this fantastic rookie campaign where it's like, you can't bet against him. Like, he's getting pressure right. 36% of the time, 36.4% of the time he's under pressure. And like you said, they're just not throwing the ball down the field because they can't. I think he has one completion over like 20 yards yeah. this year so far. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And AJ Green's so, not happy. It's not a lot going well for the Bengals, honestly. Yep. No, absolutely. They might ruin so, Joe but yeah. So this uh so this goes down in the book. It'll be for your first play, Cleveland minus three, minus one fifteen. And there, there are some one twenties on the board. So yeah, this thing's gonna there are even some three and a halves, but it's only a couple right now. But so yeah, so if you like it, get it now because it's gonna go up for sure. Come and get it. Um it's hot. <laughs> the juice. Yeah, one fifteen now. So and uh, I knew it. The so this is the value of having the better overall record because that Cleveland minus three was my first play for sure. Yes. Like I was like, I, know I didn't he's gonna think take you this, would like. But, I oh, almost just went absolutely. with a different one because I didn't think you were gonna bet Cleveland. So here's Suck why uh, you come up with this is where you need uh, alternatives and backups to pivot. <laughs> so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take my first play is gonna be Cleveland. Minus two and a half in the first half. Ooh, Boom. okay. I like that. I like that. So I would have liked the over I knew too. You were take the Browns. I know. Yeah, that's probably another one to look. Um, but if Mixon you know doesn't what? play, it's yeah. So here, the I heard this or I looked this up earlier. The the Browns team total. So you could just bet them to go over. It's twenty six or twenty six and a half. Ooh, that's, that's simple. The stupidest that's line. Money. I'm like. They're gonna, yeah. There's no way they don't get to thirty. There's no. I'm gonna way. give you no. listeners the best financial advice I can. Take all of your savings <laughs> and checkings account and just put it on that. It'll never go wrong. Pink slips. That. Yeah. So you put your keys on the poker table. Just you know, it's all. I good. would house sell your parking. house in advance, yeah. knowing that you're going to be getting a mansion. Use the money in Brentwood to bet on the Browns team total. Also, the Browns minus three. Also, the Browns minus two and a half in the first yeah. half. So everything Cleveland. Um, Super Bowl Browns. This is juiced up too. This is, uh, yeah, first half minus two and a half minus one fifteen. So for all the reasons you said, basically same thing. Um, the all the issues on the D line. I how about this? The I looked this up on. Uh, oh no, this was the Pro Football Focus podcast. So the Bengals don't have one defensive lineman playing this Sunday who grades in uh, in the top one hundred yep. according to Pro Football. Focus. Not one of them. Who just so, tweeted that? Because I just saw that tweet. Was it Clev TA? Oh, it must have been. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. I, it was a sharp isn't football that crazy? podcast. My bad. Not the FF. Yep. Oh yeah, yep. he wrote an article Absolutely. about it. Clev TA wrote an article about it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't read that. I got to check that out for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's unbelievable. And then you you hinted at the Baker in a clean pocket. So he's also 14th in the NFL with uh, it's QBR wise with a clean pocket. So look. We have six weeks of information on most teams, obviously, uh, a couple buys. But the bottom line is, you know, when you start to accumulate this kind of info, um, you know, you just you, you start to know like what a team is, like not just their identity or what they want to do, but who they really are, you know. And I think the Browns are very straightforward, like when they're playing a team with a, a, a defense that's able to generate pressure, whether it's with just four or whether it's, you know, by blitzing. They struggle. Baker's bad against pressure, and he's, you know, good, okay, you know, against with a clean pocket. I mean, he still makes some mistakes. We basically every game this year, we've seen some interception against, 
you know, some uh, Calais Campbell dropping in zone coverage or, you know, whatever it is. But um, so those things are still happening. But the bottom line is um, the clean pocket. I mean, Cincinnati's not going to be able to generate any pressure. Baker's going to be able to sit back. You know, first read will be available. If not, it's second and third. Check down stuff will be there. Um, you know, Hunt is going to have a monster game. Dearness Johnson, as you mentioned, it's it's just wheels up with this if, with the Browns if, against the uh, Baker has Cincinnati. a bad week this week. It's good God. First of all, get ready for the Twitter warriors. But second of all, like you're going to have to start having discussions eternally. You know, and honestly, like I hear you, but I'm going to say this and I don't usually go out on a limb and like make these kind of like 100 percent definitive proclamation there. I don't think he's capable of that this week. I really don't because Stefanski's game plan will be so good. Right. And they'll be able to run the ball like this is going to look like a game where you're like, yeah, I it's like they're two teams. Right. On one side, they're getting, you know, they scored 13 combined points against Baltimore and Cincinnati and gave up 76 total. Right. 76 to 13 in those two games. Otherwise, they haven't scored less than like thirty-four points. What's super? I mean, what's they're super frustrating. They're incredible. Is that like any person that objectively watches a Browns football game? If you can sit there and say Baker doesn't have the, like, first of all, he's got arm strength, he's got ball placement when he's not sailing it high, which is some kind of mechanic that I honestly I don't know how you fix that. Yep. But he can fit into tight windows because he's got ball speed. So like, he can throw on the run, like. If he can get past the reading through his first progression, it'll exponentially make him. I, I, it's just so frustrating. Like you hear Dan Orlovsky talk about what um, McVeigh did with um, golf. Golf. Did yep. you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Like taking away the number one target in practice without telling golf to force him to throw the two, third, fourth progression. Like that's that. If you are watching a Browns game. And you say, what's wrong with Baker Mayfield? One, confidence. But really, it's confidence in reading through his progressions and just getting rid of the ball. Like, you fix that. He needs to be coached up. You fix that, he becomes a top 15 quarterback and can win you games. That's all you need. Win one or two games the rest of the time. Let Miles Garrett, OBJ, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, your offensive line win you games. Like, you don't need a quarterback that's Aaron Rodgers right now. You don't. Right. Yep. Yeah, he's just got to be a lot better, and he's gonna he'll have that opportunity this week against the Cincinnati team that just can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, if Mixon plays, you know, that sucks a little for us, but it's not even a factor really, no. to be honest with no, you. No, so, the defense I mean, will look it's, bad, but whatever. Yeah, it's not gonna make a difference. So, um, yeah, and they'll make Burrow's life miserable. So, okay, so yeah, so we both got the little piece of the Browns there for our first plays. Uh, Chandler, your second pick is up. What do you have for us for your uh, play number two? So I wanted to make it funky this week um i wanted nice. to go with i've been going with teasers lately i like them i think they're like a really safe fun way um to beat the book really um obviously last week didn't work absolutely <laughs> no but... Up. but um i also wanted to do a money line parlay because i i just think there's two games this week nice. that i don't love nice. the spreads because they're just over three um okay. so i don't trust it with seattle okay. obviously three and a half against the cardinals um, who, if you just look at it, like if you just said to someone who's going to win Seattle, Arizona, every, I think every normal person is going to say Seattle, but I have a stat that's really terrifying. Um, hmm. and then green Bay Love versus it. Houston. If you, a football guy, yes. football guy or girl that said Aaron Rodgers just got his ass beat on national television against the goat who you're competing against. What are they going to do against the worst 
one of the worst defenses in the NFL the next week. I don't give a crap about David Bakhtiari being out. Obviously, he's one of the best left tackles in NFL history. But yep, discreet like JJ Watt, and then Bradley Roby's been actually really good this year. But outside of those two guys, really good. Yeah, like uh, sucks that AJ Brown scored that touchdown on him for Bradley Roby's sake, but still being playing fantastic, top ten cornerback. So anyway, I'm taking Green Bay and Seattle in a money line parlay. Um, what did we say that juice okay. ended up being like 140? So yeah, so this is right because individually. So if you just bet the Seattle money line, you're laying like 185, one, yeah, it's around there, 182, and then the Green Bay money line because they're the spread is minus three and a half. So you want to take it down and just say Green Bay and Seattle win the game. That money line is a little higher, 195. So you put these two together and you get a plus 140. Um, that's what we were seeing in that. So, so you get the Packers to win, just win the game. Seattle just win the game. It's at plus one forty. So, so and um, most of you that listen to this show, John knows I love analytics. I don't do a lot of things that don't have a stat to back me up. And in this case, I don't have a single stat for Green Bay. This is just I've watched Aaron Rodgers for the past ten years. One of my favorite quarterbacks to, I've ever watched play. Absolutely. Um, love Devonte Adams. Love this defense. I know this defense is maybe not lived up to what they want, but like Mike Penton, they have so many weapons on this defense. I think this is a definitely a week that they could sh- show a little bit. Um, but J- Jair Alexander's freaking fantastic. Oh, Phenomenal. Unbelievable. I really hope Darnell yep. Savage can just kind of like make a play one of these weeks that we saw him play in college, like just across the field, center field. Just, but anyway. Um, don't have any stats about Green Bay. Um, I had some, had a lot of stats for the over, um, but I ended up just taking mm. Green Bay for the win. They're a better team than Houston by far. Aaron Rodgers pissed off Green Bay. Seattle, John, if I had to tell you that, okay, a Monday team like the Cardinals okay, versus a Sunday bye, so like Seattle didn't play last week. Oh, so you're saying when a team played on Monday Night Football yep. and the next week they got to face a team coming off a bye. You would think – Okay. Would you? Th- who do you think would have a better record? You would think that the Sunday bye team would have a better record because you get two weeks right. to prepare for a short week team. Since 2003, right. Monday teams that – a team that played on Monday, so they get short rest, short preparation, coming off a team – playing a team that's coming off a Sunday bye are like – I forget the exact amount of losses, but it's like 20 and 9. It was either 20 and 9, 20 and 8, and like one tie since 2003. Wow. But. Wow. But. So that's almost 70%. That's amazing. However, Russell Russell Wilson is having one of the best seasons we've ever seen, ever. Yes, he is. I would just like to remind everyone listening that last year I tweeted Russell Wilson before before week one. This was before the preseason. Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the NFL. Don't give me this Patrick Mahomes crap. I got called a <laughs> lot of derogatory slurs in my mentions. And honestly, gotcha. <laughs> I think Russell Wilson was better than Patrick Mahomes last year. I'll, I, I, Time to clap back. Um, I really wish Russell Wilson had a decent coach. I think Pete Carroll's a terrible football coach. Um, I... I as I'm sitting here behind a computer while he has a Super Bowl ring and all these accomplishments. Um, I just, I think that there's a lot of things that could be done differently with Russell Wilson throughout his career. But anyway, 
again, not a lot of stats for the Seattle Arizona. Um, Jamal Adams isn't playing. I don't care. Still yep. taking Seattle. They can't generate pressure. I don't care. I'm still taking Seattle. Yep. They have the Cardinals. Maybe have the first or second best wide receiver in the NFL. I don't care. I'm still taking Seattle. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here yeah, from you. Seattle. I think I'm picking up on it. So, so you're taking Seattle's what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So yeah. So the money line parlay again puts those two teams together, and then you get plus one forty odds on that. So a hundred dollar bet would get you win you one hundred and forty. Well, two forty total, but one hundred and forty in profit. So. Um, Wow. Okay, cool. And that's the first one. We haven't done one of those on the uh, on the podcast as far as the official bets go. So, um, really cool. Well, I mean, it's tough, obviously, because, you know, you could split this up and just do both money lines as, you know, separate plays. I mean, that's not fun. You know, you got to win both of these to get one. So but yeah, I mean, that's the whole, you know, the whole point of this is to find uh, the, you know, value. Um, and games you like and things like that. So obviously, I, you know, these, I love these it. Are I one love of my, it. These are one of the plays this week. I mean, this year where I just like don't even have like a second guess. Like I just like I just don't see yeah. a way Seattle or Green Bay end up losing. I don't know. Yep. Okay. We say that a lot of weeks. Um, no, I know, but like I think, and I, I know think that mean, the Cardinals though. are coming off a fantasy Cinderella week as well, which never helps a team. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And like we said in the beginning, uh, as I was screaming about Dallas, like, let's remember that Arizona looked like crap in the first half. I mean, they just, you know, it was a bunch of punts back and forth. They were just, both teams looked awful, awful until they got it going, obviously. So, and Kyler Murray's capable of that, of course. But the point is, is that he hasn't exactly been the best thrower um, this year. So, and then an interesting nugget too, which was, uh, I was, to be honest with you, I'm really I'm torn between two plays now I, for my second pick. So, um, see, Arizona's played six games. Uh, how many of them do you would you guess have gone under the total in six games? I actually looked at this this week, so I'm pretty sure it's like okay. I think it's like isn't it four or five of them? Five. They're yeah. one and five to the under. So I think the the thing that people think is, you know, this is, oh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, and they, oh, they're going to throw the ball and pace a play and all that stuff. And they do play fast, obviously. But, like, they don't play that they're not very <laughs> – exactly, exactly. I was just going to say they're not efficient. So, you know, like, they're they're just punting. They're getting to fourth down quicker is basically what they're doing. So a lot of their games go under. And that total, it's sitting at 56 right now. And so I am torn between that – and t- oh, you know what? I'll tell you what I'll do. Here's what we'll do. <laughs> um, well, because I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus three and a half, I like that uh, a minus one ten against the Raiders. Okay, that game, uh, you know, the Raiders are having issues with the offensive line with COVID and stuff. So if that game gets postponed to further in the season or a different week or whatever, then I'll substitute it with the under in the uh, Seahawks Cardinals game. So. And I'll put that in the article that we do every week. Obviously, we we post our picks on the article on our website, uh, along with the FanDuel lineup. So right now for the podcast, we'll say Tampa Bay minus three and a half uh, against the Raiders. But obviously, I'll substitute it out with the uh, Seattle uh, Arizona under if that game doesn't get played Tampa Bay. So, um, yeah, so the the Raiders, I'll give Derek Carr a lot of credit because one of the big problems with him was throwing the ball down the field. His basically his whole career, he just wouldn't do it. And so. You know, like the value 
like of a Jameis Winston, like even though he's throwing 30 interceptions, because he's willing to throw the ball down the field, like you just have to go, that's why he was able to throw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns as well, be or 33, whatever he had, because you will, you know, you stretch the defense, you force them to guard, you know, more than just 15 yards down the line of scrimmage or past the line of scrimmage. So, you know, that's really valuable, um, you know, to an offense. So, you know, if you're just looking at, you know, a guy like Carr's whole career, I mean, they just, he doesn't force you to, you know, defend anywhere near the whole field. And that's a huge problem. Now this year he has been much, much better. So they're throwing the ball down the field. I mean, Ruggs has been in and out of the lineup, but he certainly helps when he's healthy because he's just unbelievably fast. So, but, um, but yeah, so I, I, I definitely will expect them to, you know, challenge Tampa Bay. The problem is Tampa Bay's defense is unbelievably good. Uh, like they're, according to, um, it's football outsiders, their DVOA metric, they are, they're in the top 10 through six weeks. They're in the top 10 of every defense they've ever measured since 1985. Like that's how good this defense is playing right now. And that's without Vita Vea, uh, the nose tackle who is maybe one of the defenders, like there's probably six, uh, guys who play defense that are worth like maybe a point to the point spread like, or a half a point, he's in that list. Like, he's very, very good. So, um, yeah, they're they're just, they're lights out. They're really good against the run, and they're playing incredible against the pass. Carlton Davis is doing some fun stuff uh, as a cornerback. He's just incredible. So, um, Jordan Whitehead, they just, they look so good. So, I'm just going to say that if the offensive line issues for the Raiders are a problem, and they're, you know, maybe don't have all their starters, um, <laughs> I know they just lost the one guy. Um, no, right now all their the, starting uh, line is on COVID reserve. Yeah, but I thought somebody else just hit. Um, Josh, uh, I Jonathan Abrams is on COVID okay. relief as well. Whatever you want to call okay. it, COVID gotcha. IR. Um, so, um, yeah. So offensive line issues. If this game gets played, they're going to have O line issues. That means Jacobs isn't going to be nearly as effective against a really stout rush defense. They're incredible. Um, and then it's just going to be Derek Hard, you know, forced to throw, and that's going to, you know, he's going to take them down the field against that pass defense. There's no way. Um, Tampa Bay is even decent at generating pressure, which is something they really weren't doing last year, despite the fact that they were really good and, and good against the run. So I, I just, I'm going to back that defense. Uh, every week that Brady is playing with these guys, you know, they're getting slightly better too. Like you could, like Gronk is becoming a factor now and Godwin is trending towards playing again. He played last week. Um, I mean, they need to figure out how to get Godwin and Evans involved in the same game for sure. Cause that really hasn't happened yet. But you know, Ronald Jones is over a hundred yards in three consecutive games. You know, the Raiders passed or rush defense is nothing to write home about. So yeah, I really like Tampa in this game a lot. It's at Vegas. I, you know, for whatever that matters, which we know on this show, you guys are, our listeners know home field advantage means nothing. We've talked about this over and over. So, um, but yeah, this is another one that's probably going to go up if this game gets played because of the COVID, because of everything else. So if you're going to bet Tampa Bay, you need to get on this number now because it's going to be, you know, four, four and a half by Sunday morning for sure. So, uh, so official play number two is Tampa Bay minus three and a half, uh, minus one ten at the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll put it on the board. I like it. I like that play. A All lot. right, buddy. I love that play at Thank three. You. I like it a lot at three and a half. Yeah. I know. I saw. I, if I could catch it at three earlier, if we if we had done this podcast on a Tuesday, I guess it was like was two and a half so. at one point, but whatever. Um. Oh, that's weird. I didn't know it opened that low. I thought it was. But... I, it might have been three, but um, mm. my third play 
is a teaser. Six-point teaser. Yeah, take us home. Ooh, I love it. 120 juice. Um, the first one, I'll do the I'll, – I'll save my, my most – I don't know if it's my most confident play. With the tease, it's definitely my most confident play of the week. So I'll go with Jacksonville. At the Chargers, I'm uh, moving the Chargers to one-and-a-half-point favorites, down from seven-and-a-half. Um, Excellent. The reason I love this one, I had this one from the start, but I had Carolina in as the other team. But John sat me down, taught me a lesson like the old man he is. <laughs> Basically, you want to move through like three, four, seven. Those are like the kind of numbers that – what was the percentage of games that end in three – like 17 or 11 percent? Oh, is... No, it's like 13 or 14 percent of all NFL games are with uh, will end with a three point difference. Yeah. Scorigami right there. Um, <laughs> great account. Um, so I, I don't yeah, have any stats about the Chargers or the Jaguars. Honestly, if I can just get a team beating the Jaguars by one and a half points, especially the way the Chargers are playing, Chargers have a phenomenal defense um while they might not have put it together every week so far this year um and then also herbert's throwing the ball down the field extremely well like extremely well which is odd because he didn't do that in college i'm gonna pat myself on the back i loved him coming out of oregon at one point i had him as number one on my qb rankings i i backed out i wussed out but um, that's right you on did the podcast he is number one in my ranking so i'm just going to direct people to that screw john's article um i'm going <laughs> to actually block and delete that from the site um yeah there you go that's perfect no but this isn't about the chargers being good this is about the jaguars just being awful really absolutely um, gardner Minshew's is going to have a terrible day against that team and they're traveling out west which makes it even worse second play in the teaser is detroit okay. plus eight at atlanta these are offensively these teams are basically even matched um the lions offensive line is playing phenomenal deandre swift had the gave the lions their first 100 yard rusher in like two years a year and a half or something like that yes how amazing is that so basically <laughs> they draft a running back in the second round every year and they haven't had a 100 right. yard rusher since you were in great i school. know I, jesus wow <laughs> unbelievable the lions um you get the joke because that was two years ago. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I got it. I sixteen years I old. I said it. I wanted to say the F word, but uh, we already used the it. The best jokes are the ones you have to explain, folks. Keep that in mind. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Um, okay, so Detroit had a thirty-four percent pressure rate last week, and they had a fifteen was their highest the previous five weeks. Uh, they played zone sixty-one wow. percent of the plays. It was like thirty something before that. Um, and obviously they kept Adrian Peterson on the sideline, who's literally been the least efficient running back in the NFL this year, according to BFF. So Detroit no took Matt Patricia 22 games to realize you can't just set up in a 4-3 cover one and expect to win <laughs> when you run that 79% of the time with a bad, pretty bad defensive personnel grouping. So they pressured the ball. Ooh. Yeah. And, on the other hand, Atlanta's defense is terrible. I honestly yep. almost like this play at two and a half. Like the yeah, the Lions are a decent team. The Falcons are a decent team, but the Lions' defense is just a, just better than the Falcons. So, and they're a lot better in the red zone. I expect this to come down to like 
the only reason I didn't like it at two and a half is because I can see Atlanta maybe winning by like a field goal. Julio Jones has a big play to break open the game. Todd Gurley maybe makes a play. Um, yeah. But yeah, Detroit plus eight at Atlanta. Love that play. I definitely don't see that one losing this week. Um, those are uh, Chandler. I wrote down those exact. Uh, when I was going through this week, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of good teaser lines and the chargers and the lions are two of them for sure. Like those are, that's excellent. So, um, yeah, I love those. Re- I really, cause like, even if Herbert has like his first rookie game where he just looks a little shakier than you expect, or it's like a couple of weird picks or maybe a strip sacks, whatever, like you just need to win by a field goal, yeah. you know? So that's all your, you know, and that's the, va- the value of not having to lay seven and a half points with a rookie quarterback. And then same thing, like just in case shenanigans, Detroit's let up some leads, you know, in the past. Of course, Atlanta has too, so this will be funny. They'll probably race to who can give this game away, you know, first. So, yeah. But I, and yeah, I think Detroit at this point, eight, I love that. I one. think at this point, um, oh, and the Falcons are also coming off of the post no yes. coach win, like second week, which is always a giant letdown week. Um, yep. That's also, I forgot Good to call. add that into the Houston game. Like, they get Romeo Cornell, they get all this energy, and then you win, you go into Tennessee, you have Tennessee on the ropes, you're about to beat your undefeated big brother, um, who I think Tennessee might be the most fraud, fraudulent undefeated team ever, to be honest. Um, that's Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I, I do think it's time to talk about Ryan Tannehill as like an actual good quarterback. Like it, He might be an actual <laughs> good quarterback, but their defense is bad. Yeah. It's so weird that Adam Gase couldn't get that out of him. So bizarre. Him being the offensive genius that he is. Let's be real. Not bringing race into this, but if Adam Gase were not white, my God, he would have never even made it into a high school football coaching staff. If, yeah. Okay. We'll chalk that up to white privilege. That's cool. All right. That is weird. That's my Adam Gase face. Oh, okay. That was good. That was good. That could be, you could just, like if you walked into Party City, you're like, yeah, where's the uh, Adam Gase uh, Halloween <laughs> costume? I really want to scare the oh shit out of people God. this year. So, but yeah, that'll do it for sure. Yeah. That'll do it. Uh, but yeah, I think I um, dropping off big. That's where I was going with that. I go off. No, that's a great on a bit of a tangent. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that uh, we talked about uh, leading up to this week, and I will, I should have done this last week, and I didn't, but I'll do a much better job of this. Is re- actually pushing back on your plays. Like, if I really don't like one, like last week when you had Green Bay minus one, I hated that play. Like, oh, I would have not gone And I should have said that. something on the, I mean, of course, we didn't, you know, we, well, you, you, everybody knows by now, we recorded the podcast, but it just didn't record through Skype. <clears throat> so we could, we didn't end up posting it. That was Pretty why, we, you know, but we actually did Skype. talk about it. And um, yeah, the Green Bay one, that's, I had in actual, you know, betting, I took uh, tease Tampa up to eight and a half or eight on that one. So. But, uh, yeah, so I'll do a much better job of trying to push back against, you know, so there's, you're actually getting like the real feedback and, you know, same thing for you. Like if I play, you know, pick something that you hate, like, please, you know, speak up. So, um, but yeah, the chargers in Detroit, like those are great, great legs. I, I had them in, you know, one of my sample teasers, one that I was considering. So, um, all right. So for my third play, I'm also going to do a two team teaser as well because they are phenomenal that's and a great way to level the house edge against you so um and yeah again detroit was in there uh so i'll say these two because they're not in my teaser but these are also really good legs san francisco uh teasing them up to plus eight at new england i think that's a really solid play getting eight points there 
Um, and then the Rams are currently laying six at home against Chicago. So you could tease them down to just even to pick, basically. They just have to win the game then. Um, and that play I like a lot, too, because um, the Rams are – their rush defense isn't phenomenal, but Chicago has played a couple games against teams with bad rush defenses like Carolina, and they could, they just cannot exploit it. Like Montgomery, you know, he should have crushed Carolina, and they just looked really bad. So um yeah, I mean, they, you know, they beat Tampa. You know, they have some wins where you're like, wait, what's going on? Dude, like, you just can't – they're hard to figure out. You know what I mean? So, I don't think they're good. Yeah. But you cannot take no, away I, their record. Like, that is nearly impossible to do in the NFL. Like, it's well said. nobody can – like, this is not a thing that happens a lot. And at this trajectory, like, they're in the they're in the playoffs. They're the number two seed in the playoffs right now, which – you got to explain that to me like I'm a five-year-old, but whatever. I – I would be in that kindergarten class with you trying to learn because I don't know what the hell's going on there. That's for oh, sure. Five years no old, clue. I was in my third year of preschool, buddy. <laughs> right. Right. That's right. You're just like, damn, these letters are hard. All right, I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, so, um, but, yeah, so, yeah, San Francisco plus eight, uh, Rams even down to pick. Those are good legs, too. I was considering them. But the two that I'm going to go with, so my teaser is going to be uh, we're going to take Pittsburgh uh, up to plus seven and a half at Tennessee. Um, and then we're going to take New Orleans down to minus one and a half versus Carolina. So uh, Pittsburgh right now, they're a short underdog. They're getting a point and a half. So we'll take them up to plus seven and a half uh, at Tennessee. And then opposite with New Orleans, they are a seven and a half point favorite. And we're going to take them down uh, to one and a half. Uh, and that's at home against Carolina. So uh, New Orleans is quick um, analysis wise. Michael Thomas is supposed to be was trending towards being back and then he popped up today with a hamstring injury. So, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's slight, maybe it's not. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. Um I don't know. I mean, it, it's a factor sure. They look a little different as a team without him, but this is, you know, Carolina's rush defense is dreadful. They're just so awful. Um so you're going to see Kamara just and uh, Latavius Murray, to be honest with you. Like, if you have Murray in fantasy, he's not, like, the running back, the backup RB2 this week. Like, you can put him in. Like, he, he'll he be fine this week against Carolina. So, um, you know, Drew Brees at home, obviously, is very good. The uh, Saints' rush defense is excellent. They ha- they still haven't given up a 100-yard rusher since 2018. Um, that's unbelievable that that stat keeps going. Yeah. And, you know, Carolina, Mike Davis. Yeah, you know what? And honestly... Like, he could. Like, if anybody weirdly, he's just been so good this year, like, basically against everyone. He's had, like, one game where he had, like, a 11- or 12-point fantasy day, but everything else has been, like, you know, 18-plus. He's been amazing. So uh, I don't expect it, but if it did happen, if Davis got to, like, 104, I would not be, you know, entirely Explain shocked why, that, for why sure. Mike so. Davis looks like every 40-year-old black man on TV, like, when they try to um, have, like, a black father, <laughs> like, especially – Obviously, everybody hates Chris, like one of the most famous. That like that's just the insurance commercial or yeah, whatever where like, they got. Yeah, he just he looks like a forty year old dude. He might be forty. He actually might be he's forty. Only so I don't know. I had to look it up because I'm like what? he's not twenty seven. Yeah, he's a he's a old twenty seven. That's for Thank sure. You. He's an old soul. But yeah. Yeah, so I, I just, again, we just need New Orleans to win by two or more, and I, I just don't, you know, I don't know how Carolina's going to hang in that game. Although I will say this, uh, you know, New Orleans' pass defense is pretty bad this year. Uh, they were committing, 
defensive pass interference penalties like crazy in the beginning. That slowed down a little bit, but I don't think that that's like that's probably going to continue. So uh, we're going to talk about this game a little more when we get to the FanDuel section of the show. But uh, yep, so New Orleans minus one and a half, and then the Pittsburgh plus seven and a half. This is interesting because um, I I was curious about this line, you know, where it opened, things like that. Like, and then this was a game that was going to be played earlier, but the COVID stuff. You know, this got this got moved around because of the schedule, obviously. So Pittsburgh was a three point favorite uh, when this game was originally on the schedule. So early in the season when you could do the look ahead lines and everything, and we hadn't had any you know games get moved around because of covid. Uh, you had Pittsburgh minus three. Now it's uh, what's it called? It's Tennessee minus a point and a half. So we're saying that Tennessee got four and a half points better or Pittsburgh got four and a half points worse like in, in like the span of like a, a week or two, I no, I don't think so. That's not, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense. So, um, however, I'm not like thrilled with Pittsburgh. They have played a crappy schedule. You know, there are some things that they're not doing all that well. Um, so that's why I'm teasing it because I just don't, they could lose by a field goal here easily, uh, four points, you know, even, you know, whatever they could even lose by a touchdown and we'd still win obviously. So, um, Tennessee's defense is suspect and specifically down the field. So if Pittsburgh gets Claypool going and um, Deontay Johnson is trending towards playing, so whether it's him or James Washington on the outside, um, this might even be a juju game, which it better be because I just somebody needs to wake him up because he hasn't. I mean, it's week seven and he's just been absent. It's unbelievable. So but. So anyways, there are a couple of matchups that I really like with this. Uh, so here and this is the real reason, the main reason for me taking, uh, you know, Pittsburgh up to seven and a half in this game. So uh, Tannehill under pressure is 22nd in the league in yards per attempt. Uh, he's averaging 6.4 yards per attempt versus 8.5 when he's not under pressure. Um, this is from Sharp Football Stats, by the way. Um, Pittsburgh. News. Amazingly, exactly right. Don't listen to them. Uh, there, Pittsburgh is first in the NFL in pressure rate at sixty percent, as I mentioned before, and we talked about Miami is second at forty nine percent. So, Pittsburgh is pressuring the hell out of everybody, and it's obviously working. So, really good. Um, Tennessee. Here's another problem that I don't think they're going to. Coaches, when they're even when they're aware of this stuff, they just don't seem to change things. Uh, like their their identity is who they are, and they just they don't want to get away from that. So. Um, so Tennessee runs on first down 62% of the time. That's third most in the NFL Pittsburgh, uh, on first downs, their defense is allowing 2.8 yards per carry, which is second in the NFL. So, I mean, this just, you're going to turn Derek Henry, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to run, uh, like they want to basically that's the bottom line. And then, you know, it's going to be a Tannehill game. I know he's looked better, obviously, this pat, you know, since, you know, we took over for Mariota last year. But the bottom line is, um, you know, he's going to face a lot of pressure and he's just not very good under pressure. So I think Pittsburgh can hang in this game. And even if it ends up being uh, I do like the over in this game, I think both defenses can be attacked down the field. So I'm not I would not be shocked. This is it's over 50 and a half. And I was considering that for one of the three plays. But um but yeah, ended up going obviously elsewhere. So, but yep. So I like Pittsburgh plus seven and a half. I think they'll be able to hang in this game if not win it, uh, even though it's you know on the road for whatever that's worth. Um, but yeah, so that's it. We got all our plays in. So quickly recapping, Chandler, you are going with Cleveland minus three, minus one fifteen at Cincinnati. 
You've got a two-team money line parlay, uh, which is at plus 140 odds. You've got Green Bay that you've got the Green Bay money line at Houston and the Seattle money line at Arizona. And then your last play is a two-team teaser. You took the Chargers uh, down to minus one and a half versus Jacksonville, and Detroit at plus eight versus or at Atlanta, excuse me. And then I've got Cleveland minus two and a half, minus one fifteen in the first half at Cincinnati. I have Tampa Bay minus three and a half, minus one ten at the Raiders. If that game gets postponed, pushed back because of COVID, then I'll take the under in the Seattle, um, Carol, our Seattle Arizona game, which is fifty six uh, at minus one ten juice. Um, and then the two team teasers, my last play, Pittsburgh plus seven and a half at Tennessee, New Orleans minus a point and a half against Carolina. Um, so yeah, uh, let's uh, let's go six and zero oh one week. We haven't done that yet. We've been five and one, um, and plenty of uh, we've had three and threes and other stuff. But yeah, we need we need a six and zero oh week. So I'm feeling it. Let's make it happen this week for sure. So um, before we get into the FanDuel lineup, I've got a. <laughs> I just learned this the other day, and it blew my mind. So here's a little tiny uh, trivia question for you, Chandler. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. So um, let's pretend that the Earth uh, was the actual size of, like, an actual globe, right? So, like, a 12-inch diameter, you know, glo- classroom globe that you see um, that you saw, what, two years ago when you were in eighth grade. Um, so if you can remember your globe. Absolutely. There you go. So um, so. If the Earth were the size of a, of, a, of a classroom globe, about 12 inches in diameter, um, how much water, like if you could take all the water off that globe, like how much water would there be? Like would it be, you know, 24 ounces or 8 ounces or 3 gallons or how much water would it be if you could remove all the water, suck all the water off that, that one foot, you know, roughly 14 inch, you know, whatever in diameter globe? What do you think? First of all, the Earth is flat. So, no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> God, I don't. Know. I will. I will drive to BG and punch you. Uh, two gallons. A, okay, a it's twelve inch. You ready for this? Diameter globe. I'd say two gallons. Yep. Okay, it's f- uh, 140 milliliters. It's about uh, or four. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, 140 milliliters. So, if you took a little tiny Dixie cup, it's about this much in the bottom part of the entire. What? Like, that's how much water would be spread out over that entire globe. And the reason is because, like, we tend to, the oceans are really deep, obviously, but they're nothing in comparison to the actual size of the planet. Like, you know when the globes have the contour on them and you can see, like, the little bumps, like, that's, like, Mount Everest or whatever? Like, so you can feel that bump, right? Because it extends up, like, you know, two millimeters or three millimeters or whatever, that like to scale that bump is like 20 or 25 times larger than the actual mountain like really is like when you pull back from the earth like that stuff is so flat you can't see it because the earth is so big like we just tend to lose the focus on it because when you're standing next to mount everest or you know you're te- you're someone saying that the marianas trench in the pacific ocean is you know however deep it is like it's the deepest point in the ocean it seems so big but then when you realize, you're like, oh, yeah, but the water, it's barely it barely goes into the earth because the earth is mostly, you know, the core and the mantle and the crust and all that stuff. So, but, yeah, I could not believe that. That's crazy. That's a, such a tiny little amount of water, but ridiculous, you know. That's weird. So, That's but, weird, yeah, so. it used to do the uh, wise guy segment. So I wanted to bring that back for mm, a second there. But, uh, yeah, so. All right. So let's get over to our FanDuel lineup and then we'll get these good people out of here. So, um 
like uh, like always, we've got a whoop, lost my headphones. Like always, we have a FanDuel lineup of the Sunday games. Um, so, and we're doing the um, it's the one o'clock and four o'clock slate. However, and this is weird, and I don't know if this will be the same on Sunday, but because the Seattle Arizona game got moved into the Sunday night game, and they pushed uh, Tampa Bay and the Raiders, they moved them back to four o'clock. For some reason, you can take, even though it's the Sunday night game, you can still take like these players, uh, you know, Seattle and Arizona players in there. So I'm not sure why that is, but or if that'll change. But right now they're in there, and that affects one of our players in our lineup. So just so we're clear. Um, okay, so again, this is a consensus lineup. Chandler and I put this together. So already right off the bat, and this lineup this week might be, um, you could go with like a, uh, like a tournament play because this is a little bit more contrarian than we usually go. Um, so we're going to go with a Carolina stack, uh, with quarterback and receivers. So we've got Teddy Bridgewater, um, against new Orleans at 6,800 and then Robbie Anderson at 6,400 as the receiver. Um, Anderson has been lights out and new Orleans defense. They're just, they're a pass funnel defense. They're, they're really tough against the run. They're not very good against the pass. So, um, but yeah, so that's the reason for the, uh, the Carolina stack there. Um, running backs, we've got Aaron Jones at 8,500 and Alvin Kamara at 9,300. Um, so yeah. What do you think about those two Chandler? You got any thoughts about those guys? No, I, I like it. This pass defense for new Orleans is atrocious and, um, the run defense for Carolina is absolutely awful. I mean, Kamara is a good play basically, no matter what defense he's playing. Put him up right. against, and you get Michael Thomas back, which is going to open it up even more for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I hope he plays because you're right. That's a big help to him for sure. They can't just sit on, you know, try to play with eight in the box and hope for the best or whatever. So, I mean, Breeze will kill you if you do it, especially at home, but you never know. Uh, and then Jones, same thing. Houston's rush defense is just putrid. So uh, that game should be a ton of fireworks, man. Both of those offenses are so good. The defenses are suspect. Um, oh, I know yeah, we I'd said before, Jair Jones, Alexander. Aaron Jones has to be running back one for the week yeah yeah probably <laughs> and at 8500 too he's he's 8000 8, cheaper or 800 cheaper than kamara so um receiver we've got deandre hopkins uh at 9000 against seattle and with the reach of the week we've got jerry judy well we talked about robbie anderson already we've got jerry judy at 5600 for denver against kansas city uh so take us through those two chandler what do you like about uh what do you like about those picks so, I've got Jerry Judy. I've got Jerry <laughs> oh, Judy in my fantasy. I'm sorry league. to bore you here. We'll be through with this in a minute. <laughs> oh, I I worked out right before the podcast and didn't eat, so I'm just getting like. Oh, me too, man. <laughs> Fuck off. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, getting swole with it, and then I decided to pot out. I hate it. I hate it here. Um. I so I've got Jerry Judy, and he's had a consistent floor, um, against. He's had a consistent floor this year, I'll say that. Um, he hasn't put up, like, that big game that everyone thought they were going to. Everyone thought he was going to. Because um, a lot of people, including John and myself, you know, thought he was definitely the best route runner coming out of the draft. And um, But this Denver offense has just kind of looked meh, really. So that's really the only thing holding Judy back. But I, I, I don't see him – his floor this week, I think, is very high, really. Um and then with Drew Locke 
has the best deep ball percentage. I don't know what it is, but it's tremendous. Um, oh, it's thirty-three uh, percent. Yeah, is his deep ball rate. So he's and that's the highest in the NFL. He's throwing it deeper than anybody yeah. else. And so. Breeze and Bridgewater are dead last, basically, in the league. So kind of polar opposites right there. But um, I love mm-hmm. that play. I love Jerry Judy. And then obviously Hopkins against the Seattle's pass defense. Seattle might be the worst defense in the league, really. I mean, if it weren't for Bobby Wagner, especially against receivers. I mean. They don't get any pressure on the quarterback. They don't have a single guy right. they can cover. Jamal Adams is a very talented football player, but just extremely overhyped. I mean, he can't. He's not a. He's not an elite cover guy. He's just a very good. He he has a nose for like you can't teach what he does. Yeah. Um. Just very instinctive. Yep. Very good. Tackler. And he's not playing. So yeah. But that's <laughs> where better. I was going with that. And they have literally right. zero pressure on the quarterback ever. So Kyler right. Murray's gonna have time. Um. DeAndre Hopkins is great after the play breaks down, which is going to happen a lot because there will be times Kyler Murray has five, six seconds to throw in the pocket. I'm almost putting money on that. Um, yeah. But I love those. I love both those. Yeah. Hopkins might catch 12 balls this week for sure. Like, he's going to go nuts against Seattle's defense. They're just yeah. horrible. And then we're just taking – if if, uh, if Drew Locke's throwing the ball deep and they're going to be in a position where they're going to have to throw against Kansas City, we're just taking a shot on Judy. That's the basic play here. He's 5,600 in order to get – you know, Jones, Kamara, Hopkins in the lineup, you got to go small somewhere. And that's just, you know, we're trying to just trying to uh, hit lightning, catch lightning in a bottle with this one. So um, at tight end, we've got Logan Thomas at 5,000 and he's going up against Washington. I'm sorry, against Dallas. He plays for Washington. Um, so, yeah. What do you think about Logan Thomas this week, Chandler? Uh, I, I like it. He's just like one of those. Um, seems like every year the NFL has one tight end that just kind of yep comes out of nowhere probably won't ever put up these kind of numbers again, but has a good year. Right. Has a quarterback that's not going to take a lot of risk. And quarterbacks that don't like taking a lot of risk love tight ends, and they love running backs because they're usually right in, the, right in front of them or just a dump-off pass. So I like Luka Thomas and a lot, especially against Cowboys team that sucks. Yes, absolutely, for sure. Um, I say that. Logan Thomas's all his peripheral numbers were good uh, – like it just Haskins couldn't get him the ball. Like he just, his uh, percentage of like throws that were off target was like insanely high. It was like 70%, something ridiculous. I couldn't remember. I can't remember what it is, but it was just nuts. So um, Kyle Allen has, you know, is a little better in that regard. I mean, um, he just, he's able to get Thomas the ball. So, you know, that's really what we're just going after here. Dallas's defense is atrocious. So yeah, it's just a play on, you know, let's try to get, you know, a cheaper guy, 5000 5, only, and see if we can, you know, um, just hit a home run with that one. So, And then for our flex player, um, also a cheap guy that we love, 6100 is Justin Jackson against um, Jacksonville. So, yeah, I mean, he got he out-touched Josh Kelly the last time they played, uh, which I was really surprised by in both rushing and receiving work. Um, and Jacksonville's defense is just an absolute mess. So... Uh, which is hilarious because our defense this week is Jacksonville. So um, they're only 3,300. We had to save a ton of money, and we basically just went down to the bottom here. Um, it's just, look, I don't expect anything out of them, but you know, the bottom line is if Herbert does have a rookie game, then maybe you get lucky there. But otherwise, we're just trying to get these other guys in our lineup is the bottom line. So, But, um, yeah, so that's, the, uh, that's our FanDuel consensus lineup for the week. Uh, this and our week seven plays will obviously be posted at the website, atbsports.net. You can check those out. Uh, try to get those up tomorrow for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, 
Um, anything else, Chandler? Anything else for the good people? I don't. Um, I, I'm telling you, it might sound biased, but John and I have, are doing pretty well this year. Um, so, I mean, obviously, take yes, we everything are. we do with a grain of salt, but I, and I don't ever just listen to one source, so I would not just say do what we do, do what we say. Take it, use it as oh, research. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. So doing these make me yep. actually learn a lot more about football. Yep. Yeah, I agree. That's really that's a good point. It does make you learn more about football. So and get more interested in other teams too. like not just like I don't need to I don't need a reason to read about the Browns, obviously, but it's fun to learn more about, you know, other teams and stuff. And, you know, and then, like I said, with the San Francisco play last week, like just just being able to read a game correctly where you're like, I don't know why everyone's picking the Rams. This is stupid. Like San Francisco is going to win this game. They're a better team. So you know, you'll have your Dallas money lines against Arizona moments where you just can't believe, Happens. you know, that that's happening. But the San Francisco plays are in there, too. So and like you said, we've been uh, what's called better. You know, uh, we've won more than we've lost. That's for sure. And so what did I say? We are what, 21 and 15. Yeah. yeah. 21 and 15 combined on the year. So six over 500, which is over, you know, the this 15. week. So. I mean, we need it. We need a six and a week for sure. That so let's hope we do it. But so good. So yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be, uh, here's to, yeah. So here's to a six and a week, but, um, all right, folks. Well, that'll, uh, take us to the end here. Um, just watches, listens. Um, you know, if you're reading the articles on the website, thank you. We appreciate that. Obviously, um, we try to, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Um, if you got questions about these plays or, you know, what, what, you know, what do you like about this or how come you didn't say, you know, um, uh, you know, other plays this week, like, well, you know, how come you didn't take, uh, you know, Cincinnati? no, not Cincinnati. Cause we, are, we picked against them, but, um, I don't know the, the, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is feel free to reach out. And if there's other things that you want to, you know, have questions about, or, you know, questions about the plays or teasers or the structure or why they're good or bad, any of that kind of stuff, like, we're always available to talk um, and happy to do so. So um, I think that's it. Everybody out there, good luck uh, with your bets. Good luck in DFS. Good luck in regular fantasy. And good luck with just life, man. Just hope everything you know is awesome for everybody. Always rooting for uh, humanity. Let's put it that way. So hmm. um, all right, everybody. Go Browns and good luck this week.